Hey there, Tolkieners. I'm Danny J. And this is Trevor D. And we are two thirds of Keep, Keep on, on Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little companion piece that we're hammering out. Joel had to go home for the night because he has a life. <laughs> Yay, work. Yeah, work. And he lives in Minneapolis, uh, which is you know kind of far from here. So anyway, big up to Joel. He got to, he had to go. But me and Trevor are going to do this little companion piece that I promised you in the first episode uh, of the Men series. Um, this is a story about the Druidane uh, called The Faithful Stone. And I explained, I, I, uh, I did the synopsis of the story. I said it was too long to read. Um, but we're going to read it to you, in its or Trevor rather, is going to read it to you in its entirety. All right, gang. Here we go. One second, Trevor. Go for it. The Faithful Stone. On a time, there was a droog named Aghan, well known as a leech. He had a great friendship with Barak, a forester of the folk who lived in a house in the woods two miles or more from the nearest village. The dwellings of Aghan's family were nearer, and he spent most of his time with Barak and his wife, and was much loved by their children. There came a time of trouble, for a number of daring orcs had secretly entered the woods nearby, and were scattered in twos and threes, waylaying any that went abroad alone, and at night attacking houses far from neighbors. The household of Barak were not much afraid, for Aghan stayed with them at night and kept watch outside. But one morning, he came to Barak and said, Friend, I have ill news from my kin, and I fear I must leave you a while. My brother has been wounded, and he lies now in pain and calls for me, since I have skill in treating orc wounds. I will return as soon as I may. Barak was greatly troubled, and his wife and children wept. But Aghan said, I will do what I can. I have had a watchstone brought here and set near your house. Barak went out with Aghan and looked at the watchstone. It was large and heavy and sat under some bushes not far from his doors. Aghan laid his hand upon it and after a silence said, See, I have left it with some of my powers. May it keep you from harm. Nothing untoward happened for two nights, but on the third night Barak heard the shrill warning call of the droogs, or dreamed that he had heard it for it roused no one else. Leaving his bed, he took his bow from the wall and went to a narrow window, and he saw two orcs setting fuel against his house and preparing to kindle it. Then Barak was shaken with fear, for marauding orcs carried with them brimstone or some other devilish stuff that was quickly inflamed and not quenched with water. Recovering himself, he bent his bow, but at that moment, just as the flames leapt up, he saw a droog come running up behind the orcs. One he felled with a blow of his fist, and the other fled. Then he plunged barefoot into the fire, scattering the burning fuel and stamping on the orc flames that ran along the ground. Barak made for the doors, but when he had unbarred them and sprang out the droog had disappeared. There was no sign of the smitten orc. The fire was dead, and there remained only a smoke and a stench. 
Barak went back indoors to comfort his family, who had been roused by the noises and the burning reek. But when it was daylight, he went out again and looked about. He found that the watchstone had gone, but he had kept that to himself. Tonight, I must be the watchman, he thought. But later in the day, Aghan came back and was welcomed with joy. He was wearing high bushkins, such as the Drugs sometimes wore in hard country, among thorns or rocks, and he was wary. But he was smiling and seemed pleased. And he said, I bring good news. My brother is no longer in pain and will not die, for I came in time to withstand the venom. And now I learn that the marauders have been slain, or else fled. How have you fared? We are still alive, said Barak. But come with me, and I will show you and tell you more. Then he led Aghan to the place of the fire and told him of the attack in the night. The watchstone has gone. Orc work, I guess. What have you to say to that? I will speak when I have looked and thought longer, said Aghan. And then he went hither and thither, scanning the ground, and Barak followed him. At length, Aghan led him to a thicket at the edge of the clearing in which the house stood. There the watchstone was, sitting on a dead orc, but its legs were all blackened and cracked, and one of its feet had slid off and lay loose at its side. Aghan looked grieved, but he said, Ah, well, he did what he could, and better that his legs should trample orc fire than mine. Then he sat down and unlaced his bushkins, and Barak saw that under them were the bandages on his legs. Aghan undid them. They are healing already, he said. I had kept vigil by my brother for two nights, and last night I slept. I woke before morning came, and I was in pain, and found my legs blistered. Then I guessed what had happened. Alas, if some power passes from you to a thing that you have made, then you must take a share in its hurts. Beautiful, Trevor. That was Trevor reading The Faithful Stone from the Unfinished Tales. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. This has been your companion piece for episode 82. Let's call it 82.5. How about that? I like it. 82.5. Yeah, 82.5. In between the two parts. So, yeah, guys. Thanks for listening to KOT Always. We love you. Um, We've been loving this men's series, right? Yeah, tons of cool stuff I had no idea about. Yeah, we just recorded part two, and we're uh, super stoked to be bringing it to you guys. So stay tuned for part two. All right, guys. I'm Danny J. I'm Trevor D. And we are two-thirds of Keep On Talking. Our Intulaba dudes and dudettes and non-binary friends. Goodbye.